This episode of Grow Getters is brought to you by Grow Getters Club, a high-touch mastermind helping smart women incubate and grow their business ideas, side hustles, and passion projects together. Join the waitlist at growgetters.io forward slash club for our next intake. Welcome to Grow Getters, the future skills podcast. If you want to future-proof yourself, turn your hobby into a profitable side hustle and create a thriving, multi-passionate career, then you're in the right place. Each week, we keep you up to speed with all the hottest and most in-demand methods, models, tools, and trends in business and tech to help you stay ahead of the game and grow. I'm GrowGetters co-founder and innovation specialist, Tiffany Hart. And I'm GrowGetters co-founder and digital strategist, Tanya Garma. So if you're ready to stay relevant in your element and be excellent, Follow the Grow Getters podcast for your weekly fix of future skills. Now, let's get growing. Hey, Grow Getters. This week on the pod, we have an expert masterclass with one of the smartest, most venture-savvy men in Europe, Mark Wesseling. Mark is a serial entrepreneur who has started 12 companies and failed four times. He has been actively building and investing into companies since 1994. The experience he has gathered over the years of building a London Stock Exchange listed company, managing multiple venture funds of millions of euros, and founding and selling many successful businesses makes him, in my opinion, one of the best in the venture business to date. But over time, Mark saw many flaws in this seed investment landscape. Mark is daringly on a mission to reinvent venture capital with his latest business, Venture Rock his investment vehicle that gives investors a digital way of investing into companies from seed to series. And alike, VentureRock gives startups a proven 72-step framework that will ensure their success. VentureRock invests into founders who dare to change systems and are bold enough to be the architects of tomorrow's economy. In this episode, Mark and I discuss how he landed his first investment. As a solopreneur or side hustler, why is it important to be aware of investments that are being made in different business verticals or different trends that are arising? Which investments or verticals are interesting to follow for all of us in 2023? The issue of trying to raise funding as a solopreneur and how you can navigate around it, and so much more. I personally met Mark in 2013 when my startup was selected for Startup Bootcamp Amsterdam, a program Mark helped run for many years. I could elaborate on his successes managing an alumni network of 700 plus startups and so much more, but I believe first-hand experience trumps any waffling words. Through my experience working with him, he's one of the wisest, most helpful, sharpshooting, compassionate men that help me navigate some of the most challenging business moments. So having Mark on our podcast today is a gift. So if you're interested in raising capital or looking for ways to fund your business as a solopreneur, then the tips Mark shares on this episode will hopefully help guide you to do so. If you want to learn more about Mark, please check out his website, www.venturerock.com. So are you ready to dive into the world of investments? All right, here's Mark. So thank you so much for joining the podcast, Mark. It's a pleasure to have you on the podcast. And today, the angle of the podcast I mentioned to you just beforehand is really around investments because it is challenging to get or to raise funding as a solopreneur, as we know. And we'd also like to know more about business trends, things you're looking into in 2023. So this is the premise of this episode. So starting off 
the first question to get to know you a bit more is how did you land your first investment? How did I land my first investment? That's a good question. That's already very long ago. I think for my dad, 5,000 guilders. So it was uh, around 2,500 euros back then uh, because I needed to, to buy a computer for my first business. And that was my only investment that I ever took because I did not believe in receiving uh, outside investors until the moment that uh, we built a European scale-up and we took uh, like an external CEO and he just came up with venture capitals. And then I also uh, learned that uh, taking in investment (laughs) is also not the best uh, way because uh, the VC also messed up a lot of core values within our company. So that also let me believe like, okay, uh, fundraising is not always the best. I completely agree with you. (laughs) So for business owners, for solopreneurs, for freelancers, for people that are building a digital product, small or large, why do you think it's important to be aware or in the know of where investments are being made? Now, in some cases, as a solo entrepreneur, you end up finding a product market fit that really scales. And that means that you sort of need to put system in place and have a lot of money invested in those systems that you don't have. So there are multiple ways to have more money to invest in that and not only by receiving external investments, but also, and that is where I, what I love, is your current customers or your current community, your audience. I, I call it community funding. It's a new tool uh, which is being used by uh, many startups currently also in Europe. And then your audience becomes your investor. It's a fantastic win-win for everyone. And for, let's just say the average business owner that is not looking for investment, why do you think it's important for them to be aware of investments that are being made in different businesses or different trends now? It means that if you are active in a certain uh, vertical, uh, you always need to know where the trends are going because that's something that can also help you in like, okay, maybe I need to think of that direction. A few years ago, I had a discussion with a founder. She was really focusing on uh, yeah, compliance, et cetera, et cetera. And we started a discussion like, okay, I think compliance will go into the blockchain that we will get real-time auditing, which then is written in the blockchain, the central blockchain. So you can prove to your customers that you are in real time compliant to their needs. And she was looking at me like, huh? Never heard about about the blockchain. And then we start discussing more in depth. And now she is uh, a founder of a company that delivers real-time auditing uh, towards all kinds of scale-ups. And guess what? Uh, The audit trail is written in the blockchain. So really staying on top, understanding what's coming can be a, a make or break for your business actually at the end of the day. So you're active. You just mentioned that you're actively invested into 12 businesses through Venture Rock, your business. So which investments or which business verticals are interesting for you in 2023? Especially the business verticals that are always at the the last innovation curve, uh, regulatory technology, financial technology, legal technology. So the the boys and girls that are really lacking innovation because, uh, yeah, those industries are uh, always behind innovation. Second, I start referring it as the plumbing 
So no fluffy tech, a little bit like an Epi or Webby, but more like, uh, okay, it's a, a fundamental change of how we work. For instance, in legal tech, there's a big issue currently to have a proof of identity and a proof of address in illegal. If you, you all know, especially in Germany, but also in, in throughout Europe, a notarized document, it's a pain in the ass. And we believe, for instance, that it will be done in a digital way. So uh, your passport is scanned and connected to your, to your phone. It will be scanned by your camera to make sure that you are alive. And then uh, their a proof of entity is done proof of identity sorry and then uh, your proof of address instead of going to the city hall uh, it will be done through your your phone as well and those kind of technologies will be really there in the next five years it's about time i'd have to say (laughs) it's about time to get this this automated and optimized so when it comes to solo founders we talked about this right at the start We have a lot of people that listen to this podcast that are freelancers, solopreneurs that have their own business. Is there an issue to raise funding as a solopreneur? Yes, because if you look at professional investors, they always tend to look uh, for scalable business, multiple founders, because technology is developing so fast that it's very difficult to get an all on on your, if you're alone, let alone with three founders, by the way. if you're on your, on your own, it's really difficult. But there are, of course, ways that I've seen solo entrepreneurs starting up a business as a consultancy and later become a product company. And then suddenly 10, 12, 15 people are working from different offices. And she, in this case, she is still the only uh, shareholder, but it's, a, it's becoming a SaaS company. And SaaS it can be really nice, but you need to do a lot of upfront investments, right? And there are already multiple ways out there that SaaS is being financed, not by equity, but by a debt instrument. So if you have a contract for a year and your SaaS revenue is already known for the next 12 months, you can uh, sort of upload it to a platform and the platform can finance, pre-finance the SaaS for you. So those instruments are out there. Second, I already mentioned from a crowdfunding or a community funding perspective, look at also for ways that your customers can become a co-owner of your company. I love that one uh, because it's a double whammy because it's validation that your customers are willing to invest in a solution that they will use in the future. And second, you have a a customer feedback loop as your investor. So that also helps. So look at alternative ways. There are multiple ways. And never expect a a yes at at day one, but also never uh, take a no. (laughs) That's a very good piece of advice to always be a bit uh, tenacious. A very, very tenacious. <laughs> so if someone, as you just mentioned, there are options, there are ways, of course, to fund them. They can bootstrap themselves. They can get community funding. They can, of course, there are multiple different ways. How can they shape their business to be attractive to an investor, say pre-seed, seed? Then I always give three tips. Uh, number one, be international from day one. So if you're in a certain country, make sure your contracts are internationally, uh, your article of association are internationally, shareholders agreement uh, are, is international, et cetera, et cetera. It's really important. Two, make sure that you have built redundancy because solo entrepreneur means that if the entrepreneur himself falls away, the company is down the drain. Prevent that from happening. You need to have some sort of a backup plan. What happens with you? Uh, when you're not there or sick or whatever. 
because uh, otherwise an investor is uh, putting a lot of uh, money into the company and it's all gone and it's already risky business. So then it's a double risk. So make sure you have a redundancy plan built in. And, and thirdly, maybe you want to stay a solo entrepreneur, but if you have people in your, uh, in, in your company, make them also partly a co-owner of, yeah, with employee stock option plans. There are now multiple ways also within Europe to, to do that. You can do that with uh, virtual shares or whatever, but make them also feel uh, being part of a, of a company, those three tips. And even when it comes to outsourcing on delegating, do you think a solo founder can have a team and then give them stock option plans? Like what, what do you think is the best way to do this? When you give other people a, a piece of your company, you also need to make sure that if they are not a part of your company anymore, that they also need to resell uh, the shares back. And that's, of course, the, the difference between when they bought and when they, they, they sold it. That's the value they've created together, right? Because you don't want to end up with a company in 10 years that has several old former employees on the cap table. That's something we prevent. But that, those type of contracts, they are always out there. A lot of standard contracts are out there. There's a company in the U.S., it's called YC, Y Combinator, who created a huge database with standard agreements for this type of things. Look up the internet. There are multiple, multiple learnings about this. So make sure that you've read that. Read as much as possible before you act. Great piece of advice. Thank you, Mark. One last question, because we like to keep our episodes short and snappy. You've been a founder and an investor for decades, as you mentioned. What piece of advice would you give to first-time entrepreneurs that are developing a their first digital product or a digital product in general? Get out there. Um, don't do it in a dark room and think that you, that you know everything. You need to go out there as, as soon as possible to validate your assumptions. Second, don't start with a non-disclosure agreement. I will never ever sign it. It's not about the idea. It's about execution. Thirdly, the most important thing is that you need to find the first customer, a potential customer, and make sure that he or she validates the, the value, the proof of value, and is already willing to pay for it. I think the best uh, way to start a company is to have a future customer pay now for the solution that you are building in, in the next future to come. And that's the, that's the trick. Thank you, thank you, thank you. So we're going to go into that in another time, the exact how you do that. <laughs> we're not going to give it away here on the podcast. <laughs> Thank you so much, Mark, for all that, for great advice. And it's a real pleasure to have you on the podcast today. You're welcome. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Grow Getters. If you love the podcast, then we know you'll love the club. Introducing Grow Getters Club, the intimate mastermind for global grow-getting women like you that holds you accountable, attracts your kind of people and cuts through the clutter so you can get crystal clear on your zone of genius, whatever that might be. No matter what stage of your business journey, our community of brilliant, like-minded women are all working together towards the same goal, clarity for their one big thing. Grogetters Club is a perfect blend of everything you need to launch your side hustle or scale your business in no time. You'll get exclusive access to expert-led masterclasses and events covering the hottest future skills topics so you stay on top of your game. You'll tap into the brains of a cohort of incredibly talented and diverse women you can collaborate with via regular co-working and peer-to-peer -peer skill exchange sessions. Our live roundtable workshops will help you working on your biz in real time using mirror boards to track your progress and the accountability of an intimate group will keep you on track to achieve your wildest dreams. 
Best of all, you'll be part of a growing movement of women who are taking active steps to future-proof themselves and encourage each other to thrive. So come and join the waitlist for Grow Getters Club at growgetters.io forward slash club. Our next intake is coming soon, so make sure you sign up today.